It's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Hey, podcast fam. If you are listening to today's episode, I hope and pray that you are finding sanity through this insane time. You know, right now you may feel like you're being stretched, you're being challenged, you may not even know what to do, but you continue to do something. And I believe that's what the world is really calling us to do. It wants us to be uncomfortable because we need to change. And in order to change, we need to show up and do things differently. And that's where I am in this moment. I'm uncomfortable. And this episode is going to be different from any other topic or conversation that I've spoken about in the past. Because I'm going to be sharing how we can really come together to promote change, justice, and actively participate in anti-racism work. Now, I have honestly re-recorded this intro over 15 times because I am in fear of saying something wrong or not saying the right thing. But in this moment, I'm just going to surrender that because I'm more committed to speaking up and saying something wrong than being scared and being silent because that's exactly what society wants us to do. I choose to step into a new way of being, a new way of doing in order to create a new society because this has just been going on for way too long. The black community have been suffering And as a white woman, we must educate ourselves and we have to inform ourselves. It's not up to black people to educate us. The history is there, the resources are there, the evidence is there. So this podcast episode is suited for the white woman on navigating through these difficult times. You know, I myself am a white privileged woman um, and I am in no way, shape or form trying to say that I understand the black community because I don't um, and I don't know how they could possibly be feeling. You know, if I'm feeling tense and anxious and saddened and tired and exhausted, I can't even imagine how the black community is feeling. But what I can say is that I love the black community. I love black culture. And as someone who loves those things, I desire to use my platform to support change because black lives really do matter. And I stand for what really matters in this world. I believe that we have to hold space for the world right now to express itself and for us to accept what's been going on. 
That's the only way we're going to come to a level of understanding whilst allowing the world to heal. So this episode is definitely going to be an uncomfortable one for me. Um, but I do realize that that's where the challenge is and that's where the growth is. And I'm committed to growing. I'm committed to supporting other people in growing in whatever way I can as well. So here are four steps to being a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Number one is be a part of the movement. As an educator, I know that I play a role um, in understanding how to communicate and facilitate difficult conversations. And I believe that that needs to be within all of us. We must learn how to actively communicate and have conversations around white privilege, police violence, economic inequality, the mass incarceration to name a few. And in order to do that, you have to ask yourself the question, how can I show up for the movement? What can I actively do? And whatever that way is for you right now, take it and do something with it. But what I believe that we all need to do right now is to hold each other accountable. So what I am going to ask you to do is I want you to send me a direct message on Instagram at Isabella Levy and share with me three things you will do to take action in participating in anti-racism work. I want to hear from you. And I also want to be able to get ideas from you and be able to share those ideas as well. Number two is to assess your comfort level. Now, remember that being uncomfortable often comes from a place of being in fear um, of saying something wrong. And that is up to us to deal with our own fears first. I think that we we believe that it's other people's responsibility and that, you know, other people may respond to us um, in a certain way. But how someone responds to you is not your responsibility. What is your responsibility is to overcome your fears um, and to move forward without being perfect, without even being in fear of someone saying something wrong to you. You can assess what that person says and then do something about it. So I saw an amazing statement that really helped me and I believe that it can help you as well. Write this down. The hardest part of talking about race slash racism is being wrong, being clapped back at, being told that I don't understand, being told that I don't get it, being shouted at. All of these things are just our own preconceptions. Because I tell you that when I answered that statement for myself, it allowed me to actually pick up the phone to black family members and black friends 
I say family members, by the way, Kenji's family. They're my family. You know, I was able to move past this discomfort and have these more difficult and challenging conversations. And the more that you're able to manage the discomfort, the conversations may not necessarily get easier, but I was able to not think about me in the conversation um, and not think about, you know, what do I need to do to stay safe? I was more interested in staying sane. (laughs) I was more interested in staying engaged and understanding that person's point of view um, and that person's perception and that person's experience. And from there, I was really able to learn a lot. Some things that really shocked me as well. Um, Some conversations I had with Kenji's family members was that they were actually not even conscious of the things that was getting said to them. And now looking back and now actually reflecting, they realized that they actually moved over it or moved past it because society's made it the norm. The fact that we've got to that place, I don't even understand. I just don't get it. I can't comprehend it. But I know what I can start doing is to educate myself on why this all happened in the first place and what we cannot tolerate anymore. So the statement is, the hardest part of talking about race slash racism is dot, dot, dot. Fill that in for yourself. The third step is to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to lead open and honest conversations and have that dialogue. Allow yourself to just be. And from that place, you're going to be able to improve the ability to facilitate um, the difficult conversations. But just remember that it's not about you. Like right now, this is not about you. This is about the black community. And remember, the black community are made up of individuals. And if you can be vulnerable and you can hold space for the people around you, or even you just reach out to someone that you've connected with before and ask them for a conversation or ask, is there something that you want to speak about? Ask, is there a question that I can ask you? The question that I was going to is, what is your experience of racism being? For me, I felt that it opened up a conversation and it also allowed individuals to reflect on what that has actually been and bring that to the service so they can even remember um, what they've been through on an individual level and just speak that out with someone. You know, speaking to someone is so powerful in every way. So I just encourage you to be that ear to listen, to lean back and to allow black voices to be heard. 
The fourth step is to be compassionate in your communication. Just because you may not be able to understand an experience because you've not been through it and it may not mean logical sense to you, that doesn't mean that it's not true. Like none of us have the right to invalidate someone else's experience because we've not felt it. So don't rush to respond. And also don't take conversations personally. You know, I know when I was opening up conversations with Kenji and when he was saying white people do this and white people do that, like straight away, I made it about me because of course that's how I categorize myself. But even though he was speaking about white people, he wasn't personally speaking about me or targeting me, but because it felt that way to me, I was then rushing to respond. Why? Instead, I allow myself to take a step back and repeat. I'm not taking this personally. I'm here to listen. I'm here to be. I'm here to communicate in the most compassionate way possible. You know, there was something that was said on a Red Table Talks episode with Jada Smith, um, where they were discussing white privilege. And at the end, they do these fishbowl questions. And one of the ladies spoke about her experience as a white woman who had faced trauma, who had been raped, who had been through horrific and horrendous things in life. And what really touched me is that Yep, you're a white woman and you've experienced those horrible situations. But if you're a black woman, you have all of your own personal experiences. Everything that the external environment put on you, then the internal stuff that you have in yourself from the generational trauma that you've been through. Just imagine that for a second. Imagine everything that you've already been through. Imagine all your horrendous and hard times. And imagine you trying to get help for that and someone hearing it and shutting it down. That's what the black community are facing. They're saying, I'm hurt. They're saying, I'm tired. They are being killed. I don't really know what else to say. And that's okay. Because you're meeting me where I'm messy. And you're meeting me in my middle. And this is where I'm at at the moment. As you can tell, I've got a long way to go. And so do we all. But we've got to make sure that we're taking these steps. We've got to make sure that we're having the uncomfortable conversations. And ultimately, we have to make sure that we're keeping each other accountable for taking action on anti-racism work. So I hope that this episode even gave you one takeaway. 
even allowed you to move forward half a step. My intention was not for this to even be educational. My intention, I guess, was to share the work that I'm doing and hopefully that sharing it with you will either encourage you to also do the work um, or even take action on some of the steps that I've done. So I will continue to pray for change. I will continue to hold myself accountable to actively taking part in anti-racism work. And I'll continue to challenge my own belief systems. I'll continue to challenge what I've been taught. And I promise that I'll also continue to challenge others as well.